Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. So I want to get right into the Word tonight. And um, I, I'm standing up here and I, I realized I never thought the day would come again when I would tight roll my jeans. I'm reliving the eighth grade right now. I am. I, my, I don't know. I, these things just recycle, right? They just, I could have worn my jellies. I need to go buy jellies and wear, wear them with my tight rolled jeans. Okay. Gentlemen, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Ladies, anybody can hear? Okay. Thank you. I was sitting here and I thought, oh my goodness. I'm in eighth grade all over again with my tight rolled jeans. That's okay. It's why I have an amazing 18 year old daughter and a seven-year-old daughter. They are my fashion police. And I get a lot of advice. No, mom. No. No. Yes. Okay, yes, that looks good. So anyways, I want to, um, first off, I would, would you open up your Bibles to the book of Ephesians? And um, I, want, I want to share a simple word with you tonight, but one that God gave me a couple of years ago that's been kind of... I've been chewing on it. And um, first off, I, I want to I talk to you. Everyone in here was a child or is a child right now, correct? We have all, you're either a son or a daughter. Not everyone has, has had the privilege of being a parent, okay? And that's all right. But surely all of you remember the time when you used to uh, burst into your parents' bedroom or the front door or bang on the bathroom door. Mom, 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 dad. Dad, dad, you have zero privacy. Am I right? Okay, especially now as they get older, they learn to do this. Right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, But I remember when I had five children ages 10 and under, okay? And there was no private moment. Am I right? Okay? And, and, And what's hilarious is, is that, Sometimes it really wasn't an emergency, right? It was more like, mom, 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 pum, 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 you know, or, or come on in. I'm like, yes. And they're like, look. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, that's so awesome, you know? Or now that I have, you know, three teenagers in my house, boom, 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 mom, what's for dinner? Okay. How many of you have been there or remember doing that? Okay, thank you very much. So as a parent, you, you have zero, your whole life changes. Your whole life changes, right? And it changes for the better. It really does. And um, I have five amazing, precious treasures. I love them all. And I'm so thankful that God called me to be a mom and a wife and have five kids that just blow me away. They just do. I watch them, and they're growing up to be people. (laughs) Part of me is in this uh, season right now. My oldest just graduated. Emmeline graduated. She's 18. She's going to be going off to college in the fall. And yet I still have this seven-year-old little princess in the house too. So it's a really wonderful mix of things. And then I have three boys. 
And I lo- they're, they're awesome. They have, they have worked so hard, and all of my kids, they work right alongside me and my husband. They're going to be going with us this weekend to minister down in Soldatna. Um, but I have this great mixture of things going on in my house. I have a cute little princess, a butterfly. She just kind of flutters everywhere, and she's like, you know, the dancer. And then I have a preteen who's going into the sixth grade, and then I have a 13-year-old going on 18, and then I have an almost 16-year-old. And then I have an 18-year-old. So we have a gamut of emotions and moods in my house. And so um, even today, I'm, I'm trying to get ready, and it's knock, knock, knock on the door. Mom? Yes? Can we eat something, something, something? No, just wait. Just wait a second, okay? Okay, I'm going to keep going. We have to have kitchen hours sometimes in our house. I'm just being really honest because otherwise they would eat us out of house and home. Okay? All right. Anyways, but there's no privacy. And the kids want to come in. They want to share a new discovery. Right? Or ask a question. Or get help. Right? They need help with something. Or tell you a funny story. Right? Like, look what I did to my brother. Okay. One day I walked out and one of my kids had decided to cut the other kid's hair. It's a good thing that hair grows back. And listen, as parents, that's, we, we want them to want us, right? And we are their immediate source, correct, of love, encouragement, comfort, okay? And God designed it that way. They didn't come out as adults, did they? They came out as little ones needing us. And they also come to us for safety. They want to feel safe. They want to feel secure. And then, hopefully, as they get older, they ask you for wisdom and advice. And you want to be there for them. You want to be there to be able to offer that to them. And sometimes it's bad timing. Am I correct? Okay? Sometimes it just is. And, and sometimes we do a great job as parents, and sometimes... We don't. And we may not always be available, but if we're wise as parents, we'll point our children to the Lord, who is our source, okay, and he's always available. So now that my oldest is on her way out of the house, it's, I'm, I'm Emma, you, you trust in the Lord. He's your source. He's always there for you. He will help you. And so tonight, I want <clears throat> to title my message, I just talked to you about your kids having access to you. The title of my message tonight is Put a Demand on the Access You Have to God. Put a demand on the access you have to him. And this is the word that the Lord gave me two years ago when Jonathan Shuttlesworth was here. I don't know if some of you remember the summer of 2019. We were supposed to have a week of revival services and it turned into two weeks. Do you remember? We had noon services and 7 p.m. services. And I remember the power of God coming on us in here and even out in the parking lot. And there was a particular night. It was June 13th. It was the Thursday night of the second week of him being here. And I remember even after he left that evening, the power of God filled this place in such a way where I was, I could not get up. I was slumped over right around where Minister Tammy and Scott are sitting. And the, the, the presence of God was so heavy on me, I could not get up. And as I laid there, the Lord just began to speak things to me. Just speak things to me. 
And one of the things he spoke to me was, Kimmy, put a demand on the access you have to me. And so as I began to think about that, and over the last couple of years, he's spoken that to me over and over and over again. And I want to read to you from the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Now here, Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus about Jews and Gentiles and what Jesus came to do. And in verse 17, if you'll turn there, it says, oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. He came and preached peace to you who were far away. That's the Gentiles. And peace to those who were near. That's the Jews. For through him, Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Access to the Father. And I want to encourage you tonight. You see, from the beginning of time to now, God's greatest desire is you. His greatest desire is to have one-on-one fellowship with you. You are his precious treasure. And as I lay there cemented to that row of seats, the Lord began to flash through my mind. It was like I was traveling through a timeline. Kind of reminded me of Superbook. Anybody ever watch Superbook? If you've never watched Superbook, watch Super. They have, a, they have a channel on YouTube, and they have free videos. You can watch. It's awesome. And the kids travel through the Bible, through time. And as I laid there, he, he rushed me through from Adam and Eve, through Abraham and Moses, and then finally through Jesus, and began to teach me. He said, Kimmy, you don't understand what I have done to give you access to me. Because when he made Adam and Eve, from the very beginning, his desire was to have communion. His desire was to have fellowship. And you see, they had such close fellowship that when Adam and Eve sinned, listen to this. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, they're going to put it right up here. It says, then the man and his wife, what? They heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They were so close to God that they knew what he sounded like. They knew what his footsteps sounded like. We don't have a picture in our mind or the word doesn't tell us exactly how he communed with Adam and Eve. But you have to understand that when they heard that sound and because sin had entered their hearts, they had disobeyed God, that they were afraid just understand that. Would you recognize the sound of God walking into the room? Would you, understand, would you recognize that? But that's what he desired from the very beginning was to be in communion with us. And then through Abraham, what did he do? He renewed a covenant. He renewed a covenant with Abraham. And it says in Genesis chapter 17, verse 7, what did he tell Abraham? I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. What was God after again? He was trying to make a way to have covenant, to have fellowship with the Israelites. That's what his greatest desire is. And even, I I didn't put this on there, but after the Israelites were rescued from Egypt 
And then Moses was their deliverer. Moses took them to the mountain of God. And God even wanted to reveal himself to the Israelites. Do you remember that story? And he tells Moses, get the people ready. And he wanted to be with them. And he came down in all of his power and his might, and it freaked them out. It just did. They're like, oh, lightning and smoke and fire came on the mountain. And he was revealing his power and his might to them. And what did they do? They kind of, uh, Moses, you, you can talk to him. It's good. You just be our mediator, right? Okay. But then Moses got instructions to build what? Tabernacle. Why? Because again, God wants to be with his people. He gave them these specific instructions and they built the first tabernacle. And he led them. He led them. He was with them by the pillar of, the, of cloud. Right? Did I say that, Rod? The p- Thank you. Pill- okay, cloud pillar. <laughs> I need that coffee to kick in. And then by fire at night. And the, and the Israelites, after they built the tabernacle, it says that the presence of God came and dwelled. So God's greatest desire again was to have that with them. So then the covenant came and they, they performed sacrifices again because sin had to be atoned for and it was passed down. And finally, finally, God sends his son, Jesus. He sends his son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate sacrifice. Why? (laughs) Because he wants one-on-one with you. He wants a personal relationship with you. God has done everything necessary, everything he could possibly do for you and for me so that he could get that one-on-one again, like he had with Adam and Eve. And I, I want to read this scripture to you, Romans 5, verses 1 through 2. You see, Jesus became the bridge. The Israelites could not have direct access to God, even though he desired it. They had to go through the priest to get it because of their sin. But what did Jesus do? This says right here, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. You see, when when God sent Jesus for you and I, when Jesus died on the cross, when he said it is finished, and the earthquake shook that place, what happened in the temple? The veil the veil was ripped into. And God, that was a picture of God saying, you can now come to me directly. I have paid the sacrifice. I have done what it's taken because I want you. And again, Christianity is the only religion that is God reaching down to us. He did everything just so you could be his, so I could be his. And this is the thing we're going to talk about. Now, listen, this last year of 2020, I think all of us are really glad it's over. Okay? It, God did amazing things through 2020. Amazing things. 
We reached more people through online services and parking lot church. And I'm telling you, God is amazing. He can take things like that and turn it around for his glory. I mean, my husband and I never thought we'd ever do a TV show. If you have never watched our King's Kids Alaska YouTube, you are missing something in your life that you desperately need. I am putting an advertisement out there right now. We have 17 episodes. 17. The last two were recordings from our day camp that we got to do in July. I want you to know something. In July, we decided not to do an overnight camp because of what the year we had had and everything. And the Lord spoke to us to do a three-day day camp right here in this room. How many of you guys were a part of that? Raise your hand. Oh, yes. Do you know how many kids showed up? 133 kids. 133 kids came in this room, came to a three-day day camp. God's power felt was amazing. And you know, we gained families from that day camp. It was amazing. But if you're ever bored or you can't sleep, go to YouTube. Search King's Kids Alaska. Start with episode one. Work your way up. Got to hit the videos button, okay? The most watched episode is the All Harry episode. <laughs> Just letting you know, okay? So it'll, it'll put a smile on your face. It might even make you want to work with kids. Come see me. We have training. Training on June 19th, 5 o'clock. Okay. So I'm going to keep going. But through the year of 2020, we had denied access to things, correct? Okay. Our access to our normal places were, were denied. Okay. We had to learn how to live together with our family and love each other and not kill each other and not eat everything in the house the first day, right? But you were denied access to things. And then when you did get to go shopping, there were limitations. There's still limit one. I'm like, really? I have a family of seven. I need like five of those. So I would go in five times. Okay. You guys know you did it too. Need that toilet paper. Come on. All right. And we had a limitation on services. Correct? Okay. I mean, just now my son was excited. We were driving to the church tonight. Mom, raising canes has dine-in now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me. Okay. So, um, but that was what our year was like. And then it felt like freedom when everything kind of opened up again, right? And so I want to talk to you, though, because we don't have limitations with God. You don't have limited access. You are not denied access. You don't have a limitation on how many requests you can put in. You don't have a limitation on his supply. He doesn't run out. His shelves are never empty. Never empty. And he has everything you need. And guess what? It's all paid for. So I want to talk to you. How do you put a demand on the access you have to God? It's very simple. Number one, get alone with him every day. And I'm going to reference, when I say get alone, I'm going to give you the perfect example. And his name is Jesus. Luke 5, 26 says what? 
Wait, is that the right one? Maybe I would, maybe I put the wrong reference on there. The one I'm looking for says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. I think I got the wrong reference. I'm sorry, guys. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. What is it? Thank you. 16? 516. Got it. They're going to get it for me. And then Mark 135 says, very early in the morning. Does everyone hear that? Early morning, as in EMP, as in early morning prayer. Oh, wait. Okay. You guys all come, so I'm I'm not going to talk to you. All right. I'm just joking. (laughs) We all have different schedules. But very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, knew that he needed to get from his father what he needed for the day to be able to minister to the people that day. He knew that his father was his source. And listen, to get alone with your good father, with your heavenly father, some of my favorite memories is when I had one-on-one time with my mom or my dad. I used to go ride motorcycles with my dad. I loved it. I did hair flying. Dad always made me gear up. Uncle Scott, I had, to, I had the full, even if it was 100 degrees outside, I was geared up. And then worshiping with my mom. My mom's a praise and worship leader. Some of my favorite memories were sitting next to her on the piano bench, just me and her, and she'd be playing, and we'd just worship together. Some of your faith, you, you need to make some favorite memories with your Savior. You need to get that one-on-one time with him. You need to write down what he tells you. You need to make memories with your heavenly father. And he's available to you. I want a number two. So number one is get alone with him daily. Number two, pray continually. Now, prayer is a two-way conversation. Just letting you know. Okay, it's you talking, and then you stop talking, and you do what? Oh, you guys are so smart. Have you ever been on the phone with someone, and you can't get a word in edgewise? And they have, they, they're giving you all 25,000 of their words for the day, and you're just like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay, it's so much nicer when they take a breath and you can say something. And it's not that the Lord doesn't want to hear your 25,000 words for that day, but he's got something to say. And his words give life. His words give hope. His words give direction. And if you're sitting there praying and asking for direction, but you won't shut up, he can't give you directions. It'd be like talking. You ask Siri to tell you to take you somewhere, and then you talk the whole time and don't listen to her. Or it. It's not a her. Just making sure you know. Mine's actually an Irish Irish um, accent 
Like, did you know you can change the accents on your phone? It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. My husband tried to get directions from my phone. He goes, is it speaking English? I was like, yes, it's speaking English. It has an accent. I like Irish people. They sound happy all the time. (laughs) Okay, but it would be like trying to get directions and then not listening. Okay? Ephesians 6.18 says this. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Did you know, keep that up there. Did you know that is actually the last piece of armor in the armor of God? A lot of people drop that. They don't remember. Okay, I'm going to test you because all the kids upstairs know what goes here. Helmet of salvation, what goes here? What goes here? What goes on your feet? In this arm you carry what? If you're right-handed, you carry what? Which is the word of God. And then it says this verse. And pray in the spirit. It's your last piece of armor. It's to pray. It's to pray in the spirit. So I'm a busy mom. Okay? And wife. And I pray when I'm washing the dishes. And I pray when I'm driving my kids around. And I pray when I'm folding laundry. Wait, I'm not always talking, though. What am I doing? Listening. Listening. Sometimes we'll be driving around, and I'll just start praying in the Spirit, and my kids will all get quiet. Mom, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. I'm just praying. Nothing's wrong. I'm just praying. I'm listening. Listen, I'm not perfect. I I don't do it perfectly. But I want his direction. I want to live life by the Spirit. The Bible says keep in step with the Spirit, right? Again, if I'm not listening, I'm going to go the wrong way. Or I'm going to miss out on something. Right? So if I'm constantly listening, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, please direct my steps. Y'all, I even pray when I go to the store. Lord, help me find the sales. Don't look. I'm serious. And you know what? I find the sales. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, just I even ask them what to wear sometimes. Okay? It's not, it's not of eternal value. But he, he's my best friend. I'm going to ask him. And then I ask my husband. And he's like, you never listen to me anyways. I'm like, girls, what? No, mom. yes, no, mom. Okay. But there have been times I've gotten dressed. I'm getting ready. And the Holy Spirit says, nope, don't wear that. Okay. I go back in my closet. Okay, Lord, what should I wear today? And he helps me. He wants to be a part of your everyday life. When you go to eat, I'm a a tiptoe. When your husband comes home with two dozen donut king donuts, and you go to, the Lord says, you told me to help you. Okay. I only ate two. Okay, I only ate two. Okay, praise Jesus. He cares about what you eat. He cares about what you wear. Listen, listen. He, he cares about those little things. And, and he will, he'll talk to you. He'll help you. 
So listen, the last thing I want to say in putting a demand on the access. So the first thing was get alone with him daily. The second thing is pray continually. That means talking and listening. The third one is trusting in him. The Bible makes it very clear in the book of James. If any man lacks wisdom, he should ask of God who gives freely without finding fault. But when he asks, he should not doubt or he'll be like a wave tossed by the wind. And I want you to know that when God speaks to you to do something or to change the way you think about something or he gives you a new perspective, you have to trust that he has your best in mind. His intentions towards you are never evil. They are always good. And if he tells you to give up that chocolate or that coffee, Or that sticky rice? I went by Lay's Poke Shop today. It's right by Sports Clips. I didn't go there on purpose. I had to take my boys to get their hair cut. And I just happened to walk by and the door was open. And I walked in and I went, oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> it's Hawaiian food. It's really good. Okay, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you should have this verse memorized. If you don't, I want to encourage you, memorize it. You guys can say it with me. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Right then, right there. It's listening, obeying, and trusting him. I want to talk to you really quickly. There was a, a man named George Mueller. Have you, any of you ever heard of George Mueller? He lived in the 1800s. Phenomenal um, testimony. And the Lord led him to open an orphanage in Bristol, England. He was a pastor over a small church, and as he roamed the streets of England, he was, he was heartbroken over the amount of orphans on the streets. And the Lord spoke to him to open up an orphanage. And the amazing thing about George Mueller was that he decided he was not going to solicit any help. He was not going to ask anyone for any money. He was going to trust the Lord. And he decided, Lord, if you really spoke to me to do this, I'm going to ask you for what I need, and you will make it happen. And there was one particular testimony. He had 300 orphans to feed. And there was one morning, and there was no food for breakfast at all. And so he had um, the dorm mom call all the children to come sit at their tables breakfast time. And he was teaching the Lord, uh, teaching the children to trust the Lord explicitly. Okay? And he said, Children, we're going to pray right now. I've taught you that God will supply all of your needs, so we're going to pray. And he prayed a simple prayer Lord, we need some breakfast this morning. Would you supply our need? In your name I pray, amen. And not even a minute later, there was a knock at the door. 
And the local baker opened up. He opened the door. He was a local baker. And he told him, uh, Mr. Mueller, I, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow the Lord woke me up and told me that you didn't have any bread. So here's enough bread. Here, will you take these? It was enough to feed all the children. Then the children began to get thirsty. It's kind of hard to eat bread without anything to drink. And within minutes, there was another knock on the door. And it was the milkman. And his cart just so happened to have broken down in front of the orphanage. And by the time he could get it fixed, all the milk would be spoiled. He said, please, can you take this? I don't want it to go to waste. It was just enough milk for all those children to eat their fill. And he went on to build a five-building, seven-acre orphanage that through the years, 18,000 orphans went through those doors. They were each taught the love of God. They were each taught to trust in him explicitly and wholly and to surrender their needs to him. And the Lord provided every single dollar, every single thing that they needed. And the Lord is trying to tell you tonight Take to the Lord every decision you have to make, every need you had, every worry and every care. I want to I conclude by telling you tonight, you are his son and his daughter. Through the sacrifice that Jesus made, you are an heir with Christ. Do you understand what that means? At the beginning of my message, we talked about how sometimes our kids can come to us at the wrong time. Right? I'm here to tell you tonight, you are not annoying to him. Some of you need to hear me. You don't annoy God. Mommy, mom, 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 dad, daddy, dad, 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 dad. God never does that to you. He will never, never deny you access to him. Upstairs, I have the great privilege of ministering to your children. And we have powerful times in the presence of God. And there was a Sunday morning when the Lord gave me these words to speak over them. You are not annoying, and there is never a bad time. You are never bothering God. Your voice reaches his ears, and he doesn't confuse you with anyone else. I have five kids. Sometimes I call them the wrong name. Mom, I'm Easton. Yes, Easton. I, yes. God never does that with you. When you lift your voice and cry out to him, he knows exactly who you are. And it's never a bad time. You know, sometimes I get distracted. I told my husband, I am a multitasker, and he starts laughing. I have all these plates that I spin. Sometimes they fall down and crash. God is never distracted. He is never too distracted to give you his attention. I'm encouraging you tonight, put a demand on the access you have to him. Morning, noon, and night. You are his son and his daughter. 
Get alone with him. Make memories with God. Just you and him in your closet or you and him out in the field or you and him on your morning walk or on your morning drive. And say, God, remember that morning? Man, your presence just filled my car. And God, you gave me a fresh perspective. The last time I preached up here was on the Mother's Day. And I told you all about that day. I just, you know, had to go to Walmart because I was biting everybody's heads off. Okay? And that day, I will never forget that day because the power of God came in my car. And he told me, Kimmy, have you received my love for you today? I was feeling unloved and unappreciated. And I had not taken the time to get alone with him. I'm going to encourage you tonight. He is limitless. There are no restrictions from you. You can trust him. You can trust his good intentions towards you. You can trust that when he tells you to do something, it's for your good. Or it's, a, it's, an, it's an answer to someone else's prayer, and you get to be part of it. I want to encourage you. Be demanding. Don't be a whiny baby. Don't stomp your feet. But you have unlimited access to the Father. I want to pray for you tonight. Would you stand? The last verse I'm going to read to you, and I, I, I love getting to do children's ministry. Children have very simple faith. They believe you. When you tell him something. As a parent, I will always speak the truth to my children. And I will do my best to keep my promises to them. But sometimes plans change. But I want you to hear me tonight. In Matthew chapter 18, the very beginning, <laughs> the disciples were so funny. <laughs> if you can put that up, we're going to start it. You can do on verse one. The disciples asked God, because they said, uh, asked Jesus, who, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? They were hoping he would say them probably. But what does he say? Verse two, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And tonight, I want you to remember what it was like to be little and to trust and to believe. The Lord is saying to you, you can ask me, you can trust me, you can come to me. I will hear you. I won't confuse you with anybody else. I know what you have need of before you even ask. And I've paid for it all. It's yours for the taking. If you'll just ask me, I'll give it to you. Some of you here tonight, you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior. I want you tonight to know he has loved you from before you were formed in your mother's womb. And he has wanted you to be his son or his daughter. And if you would surrender and give your life to him, your whole life will change for the better. Those of you who have been walking with the Lord, I'm just here to remind you to have simple childlike faith. 
And just like you used to burst into your parents' room or the front door or, or into the, even into the restroom, in the bathroom, you can burst into his presence and say, Dad, I need your help. Help me. Daddy, look what I can do. Or Daddy, I, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I need you. You have to know you have unlimited access. The enemy has distracted us. We get distracted and we forget. But I'm here to remind you. You are precious to him. And he gave his most prized possession so that you could be his. You make him smile. You make him laugh. He's a good father. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.